Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I'm broadcasting on Sunday, August 21st in the year 2022, al fresco in the garden in Escazú, Costa Rica. And in Spanish, that would be fuera de casa. And I am sitting on my patio because it's a beautiful evening after a hard rain, and actually it's, it's twilight. It isn't quite evening yet. The sun has not yet set. And we are on a Mercury opposite Neptune day. And the interesting thing about this, it happens once a year. And Mercury is in its own sign and Neptune is in its own sign. And they are most comfortable where they are. Uh, Neptune's in Pisces, Mercury's in Virgo. And so Mercury and Neptune invite us to be intuitive, to be sensitive, to be listening carefully. I just did an Instagram a little while ago about all of this and the fine line between listening and being sensitive to what our intuition is telling us and what we're picking up in our environment, like an antenna, you know, as opposed to being harshly analytical and pedantic we could be pedantic with Mercury and Virgo. The details, the analysis, the figures, the facts, this, this, this. And it's not really necessary right now. We have to take a step back because we can be really hard on ourselves and oh, so critical, so critical with Mercury in Virgo. And, you know, Mercury loves being in Virgo, but we have to, you know, turn the volume down on that a bit because it does really... Um, overdo itself and we start overthinking and overanalyzing and Mercury opposite Neptune softens it up a bit and Neptune reminds us look you can't push it you can't don't think so hard that your brain hurts and I actually I was thinking really hard today and then I had to just go lay down and <laughs> I fell asleep and it was so good it's Sunday of course you know it's a great day to take a nap and then it started raining which is, makes it a better day to take a nap and and um Neptune and there's Neptune that's the realm of Neptune and you know Neptune asks us to like what are we picking up in our sleep what are we dreaming of what ideas come to us we're in that foggy state between waking and dreaming and did you have dreams last night did you sleep this afternoon did you go into a state of meditation today that helped escort alternative energies into your consciousness things that are not completely uh, analytical and that actually is something to pay attention to. And it's a good day to meditate. And tomorrow, too. I mean, Mercury's still going to be opposite Neptune. Not, not quite finished with Neptune yet. And it's one of those things where we start to listen and remember, remember what our instincts and intuition have to say to us. And, you know, not be so hard on ourselves. And... Be sensitive to the things that we have to say to each other in dialogue. And it's so important to pay attention to those things. And it's so important to connect with those things and the softness of our thoughts and softening our thoughts and softening our words and softening uh, our brains, giving our brains a little rest, you know, a little gentility 
And this is so important and we don't really think about it. We're so into the experience of thought and thinking and analysis, especially now we're so technologically oriented that we were always with, you know, computers and gadgets and technology. And that's a very, that's a Uranian thing, but it's also Mercury, you know, Mercury and Virgo. It's like, you know, is my phone charged? Is everything, you know, do I have all the details I need on my phone? Let me look that up for you. And it's so important to be soft with our thoughts and soft with our words and our words to ourselves. So it is a fine line between analysis and intuition, and we have to balance. That's what oppositions do. They ask us to balance. It doesn't have to be one or the other. That's the lesson behind oppositions, because we often are one or the other. And it's important to find the middle. And the middle between the two of them is really a sensitive place and an important place. And so speak kind words to yourself, speak kind words to others, think kind thoughts. They're going to take you further today than if you are really harshly critical and analytical. And maybe part of your day you were like that and then things softened. Like I said before, I had I was more analytical this morning, and then I was like, oh, my brain is working too much, and I had to lay down. And that's the, that's the combination. And so after that moment, I was just like in a better place, in a softer place. And it's so important to, to understand that and be like that and get those softening edges around the sharpness of a Mercury and Virgo. <laughs> it's like a pointy pencil, you know, it's like, yeah, use the pencil, be a little more, be a little more gentle with your words. So that's, that's one thing that's going on tomorrow. The Mercury is Mercury's busy this week. Mercury will be still in Virgo and he'll be talking sweetly to Pluto. That means there's a trine between Mercury and Pluto. So there's plenty of time for analysis. Mercury is in Virgo, Pluto's in Capricorn. There's plenty of time to be up and at them and thinking about, you know, how we're going to speak and what we have to say and, you know, powerful words, Mercury trying Pluto. And it's important to let that flow, okay? Let the idea, you know, the sensitive, intuitive insights that come today have power tomorrow. And it's very true you know, with Mercury trining Pluto, can have very powerful words spoken very sweetly and empathically. Okay, so this is this is the the nature of all of this right now. And, you know, Mercury can be more critical in Virgo, even trining Pluto, it'd be like, yeah, you know what, it can be like this, this experience of, 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 you know, well, that, you know, my idea is this and I'm doing it this way and, you know, I want people to listen to me and this is how it's going to be done. And no, <laughs> don't control everything. Don't control everything. Be sensitive. Be gentle. Use your words strongly, powerfully, but in a kind way. Remember, Neptune is still hovering in the background. And my background here is starting to turn a pale pink which is very lovely in between the green trees. There's this 
pale pink sky emerging. And it's so restorative. So that's very lovely. Um, Mercury is also busy this week because it's going to go into Libra on Thursday, the 25th at 9.03 p.m. And it's going to do that little visit to Libra and then retrograde when we get into September on September 9th. So we have a little while yet before um, Mercury gets retrograde, you know, into it, but he's going to start slowing down. He's going into, uh, Libra on Thursday. He'll go back into Virgo, but not quite so far. Now, one of the things that is going to be interesting about this is that, okay, so tomorrow Mercury trines Pluto and Mercury's trining Pluto now and then we'll do it again before Mercury goes direct October. It'll go direct on October 2nd. A couple days prior, it will, it will try and Pluto again. And then a couple days after, it will try and Pluto again the third time because it's going to retrograde and go once, twice, three times. And the middle one, of course, is when the retrograde is happening. But what's interesting is that it's not going to go back to oppose Neptune. It won't. It, it'll come close, so you may feel it. But the exact aspect is Pluto. So pay attention. Pay attention to what you learn tomorrow. Pay attention to the dialogue. Pay attention to your brilliant thoughts and ideas. And connect with them again and again. Two more times. The end of September and early October. Very interesting. Write it down. Put it in your journal. And remember that Monday, the 22nd of August, you got to go back and look at what happened because Mercury will be trining Pluto and we'll be doing it two more times. So what's the thread there? What's the story? What's the information that's important? How are you carrying this through? Now, it may be very subtle because it is a trine and it's not like a hit over the head, you know, conjunction or something. It's, it's a trine. So it's still in Virgo and it will come back to Virgo and then, you know, go out of retrograde to direct and then go back into Virgo. So, and, and be in Virgo and then eventually go back into Libra. So, so yeah, so that's a very interesting dynamic. So pay attention. Lots of juicy stuff going on. So that's another thing that Mercury is going to be doing. And, um, so one of the things that's happening also tomorrow is that the sun is going into Virgo. So here we are. Now we'll have another planet in Virgo. So Mercury's in Virgo. The sun is in Virgo. Mercury will leave later this week, come back later in, in September. But, but really, now we're going to have two planets in Virgo. Now, the sun loves to be in Leo. It rules Leo. It loves Leo. And right now it is aligned with the fixed star Regulus, which is the king or royalty. And, you know, you always see the picture of the lion with the crown on his head. And this is, this is connecting with, you know, royalty and the feeling of, of being of stardom, you know, whoever people, there's some people born around this time of year and they have the sun aligned with Regulus and these people accomplish a lot in their life. That doesn't mean you can't have another planet there. You can. Um, back in 2003, I remember it was the sun and Venus and Jupiter all lined up on Regulus and it was really pretty spectacular. So very interesting. Um, 
Yeah, so the sun between today and tomorrow is going to be at the end of Leo. So appreciate the sun in this place. The sun loves Leo. And so this is the this is the juiciest part of Leo. This is the end of Leo. And it's hard to believe the season of Leo is finishing. It's, it feels like it just began. But this is this is really an important moment because it's when the sun is really aligned with that deep deeply fixed star, the the king, and one of the royal stars of Persia. So it's a very special, spectacular day. If you launch something around this time, like you launch something today, that's great. That's amazing. It has this incredible power behind it. The sun will enter Virgo at 11, 16 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow evening. So, you know, we've got a whole day pretty much in this region of the world anyway of the sun at its last degrees of Leo. So whoop it up, live it up, because once the sun goes into Virgo, my teacher used to say, well, once the sun goes into Virgo, everybody's ready for back to school. And I, I understand how people start feeling that way, especially if you're, you're a teacher and you're preparing your lessons and you're starting to get your classroom together and, and all, or you're going to college and, you know, school always started at the end of August. And many times your school may start at the end of August. When I was a kid and, I, and in high school, we didn't start till September. So... But it's but you whoop it up. These are the the moments of summer. People are saying it's the last days of summer. The weather when I lived up north, the weather was never not ending summer. Okay, summer was on until sometimes the beginning of October, and then you got a little crisp fall air. But it was well into September that it was hot. <laughs> so summer is not over yet, and it's still hot, and you can still go out to the beach. So appreciate it if you live up there. So. Okay, now let's talk about Uranus. <laughs> Uranus is stopping, stopping, stopping. And you're like, yeah, Uranus has been stopping for a while, Deb. You've been telling us that. So yeah, Uranus is stopping in the sky to go retrograde on Wednesday at 9.54 a.m. Eastern Time. And that is at 18 degrees of Taurus. Wow, you think? Yeah, 18 degrees of Taurus because that's where it's been for a while now. And um, about a month and a half, I would say. And it's going to be at 18 degrees till October 12th when it goes back to 17 degrees. Okay, so it is going to be at that 18 degree mark. And whatever we've been experiencing, we are now experiencing more of it. And it's the same, but it's retrograde. So it's going to go back, back, back. 217, but it's still hovering where it met Mars, hovering where the North Node is. The two of them are together. This is really still more of the same. So I don't think this is a surprising event because it's not like shifting like someplace different. We're, we've been with it for a while. And you know, the North Node is past it. It's at 17, but they're so close. They They really are close. And you know, it's it's a very intense time where we are really being asked to look at what is our true north and uncovering the true north because, you know, Uranus is an outer planet after all, and it may be the planet of chaos and a little mischievous and a little unexpected and yeah, I'm I'm still reverberating from the unexpected vibes of three weeks ago. And how about you? I'm sure you are. And here we are. I, I can't even believe it's the third week of August. I can't. It feels like all that August 1st business with Mars and Uranus and the North Node, all, it just feels like it happened a day ago. 
but that's the thing. That's exactly it. It's still with us. Mars may have moved on, but Uranus hasn't. And Uranus and the North Node are still hanging together. And Mars is like, okay, well, we're going to get to Mars. We're going to talk about Mars. But they are hanging at that spot. And so we're not being released from whatever it is we uncovered three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Can you believe it? Three weeks ago. And it's maybe a bit of a stickler. I'm working through some stuff and it's all professional related. I'm working through some stuff that's making me go into the bullseye of how I do things and what I do and, and, um, how to present that more, uh, in a more of a bullseye, <laughs> you know, bullseye it's Taurus. Of course it's the bullseye. <laughs> So, yeah, where's your bullseye? Where is the bullseye right now? And what bullseye are you trying to reach? Where is that going on? Now, this is interesting because, and this is how we're going to segue into the other big thing going on, where this is 18 degrees of Taurus, right? So it's the bull, it's the bullseye, it's the experience of how we are you know, zeroing in on something in our lives. What house is that in for you? Where did you experience Mars and the North Node and Uranus and now just Uranus and the North Node? And where is Uranus retrograding? So where are they going for you? And they may be very close to where Mars is because Mars is not that far away. Mars is only now zero degrees of Gemini, which is, you know, 12 degrees later. Maybe you have both of those things going on in the same house or the, the beginning of one house, the end of another, something. They may be going on in the same region of your horoscope chart, okay? So pay attention to that. So, yeah, the big important bullseye is what Uranus is talking to you about, talking to us about. And now it's getting, like, as a planet slows down, it's becoming more, like, microscopic. What is it exactly that we're looking for? What is it that we're trying to zone in on and zero in on with that bullseye? Where are you going with that? And what are you learning from this? And you're learning some new things. And it, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic because three weeks ago, it was like the big kahuna. You were just, I know I was like, oh my God, is that what that is? Oh my God, this is what it's doing? And then now we're getting narrower and narrower and narrower and that's the process we're in and it's interesting because the process I'm in is narrower and narrower but it's an actual we're talking about it being narrower and narrower it's just but that's really what's happening it's astrologically we're just sort of narrowing in on this tiny little spot in the zodiac we've just sort of gotten we've taken our we've taken our zoom lens and we've zoomed in on that one little spot and we're saying, okay, what can I glean from this? What am I seeing in this? What is so important? What's the essence? What's the juice that's there at 18 Taurus, right? What's the juice that's sitting there? Very interesting, right? So what juice is, is 18 Taurus? What's squeezing? What are you squeezing out of 18 Taurus? You know, you're getting mango juice. You're getting orange juice. You're getting lemon juice. <laughs> I buy maracuja, which is actually passion fruit, passion fruit juice. Um, so, yeah, um, you'll often see me drinking passion fruit juice. Um, when I've been teaching class, people see me drinking something yellow, orange. It's passion fruit juice. Um, okay, that's 
that's Uranus, okay? So get ready, brace yourself, maybe more of the same of what you experienced a couple weeks ago, but really probably more of the same of what you've been focusing very strongly on, like the last few days, the last week, okay? What is that about? Squeeze that juice. Um, and then there, of course, is Mars. Mars is in... Gemini. And we talked about this last week and we've been talking about it for a while and we are going to talk about it because this is the way it's going. Mars is going to be there and it's going to be there for seven, eight months. We're, we're, we're here. This is it. And you better get used to it. And I, <laughs> when I was feeling so analytical and mentally pressed earlier this morning, I said to myself, you know what? You better just get over it because you don't want to be this way till next March. And and I just thought, yeah, because Mercury, you know, Mercury rules Gemini and Mercury. So here's here's where things get fun. Right. So Mercury's in Virgo and Mercury rules Virgo and Mercury is going to go retrograde at some point. It rules Virgo and it rules Gemini. So it it's Mars is talking to Mars and Mercury are talking to one another and Mars and Mercury. um are interestingly in this relationship because, you know, Mars, Mars is, is like, okay, I'm listening to Mercury. And what does Mercury have to say? Well, Mercury's going to go retrograde. Mercury is going to go retrograde in a few weeks. And we're going to start seeing the retrograde of Mercury affecting the Mars that's in Gemini. So this is where things are going to get really fun, right? Right. So, we're experiencing a lot of this um, dynamic and you, we've got to keep our eyes on Mercury because we've got to keep Mercury and Mars in, in sort of close proximity to one another because they're, they're talking to one another and they're not talking to one another directly so much, but they are talking to one another in a way that is important for us to remember because Mars is going to be ruled by the planet that gives us analysis, criticism, uh, gives us a voice. And all this time, Mercury is going to be giving us this, you know, the other side of this. Mercury is going to be talking to us about, you know, where Mars is and what Mars has to say. They're going to be in this dynamic for the next bunch of months and when Mercury goes retrograde and Mercury will retrograde this time and I think another time while Mars is still in Gemini and so this is this is going to be a lot of details and and tweaking our thoughts and ideas and how our brain works and understanding a little more about our, how our brain works um, Mars is about action confidence. It's about our blood. It's about um, our energy level. You know, whenever Mars goes retrograde, I mean, I'm a Marsy person. So, and you may be a Marsy person too. Maybe you have a, a, a strong Mars in your chart. Um, whenever Mars goes retrograde, I just want to curl up and go back to bed. And a lot of times that's what Mars does. It's, you know, well, let's see. Uh, I think I'll go back to bed. All right. I don't feel like thinking today. And my brain is off. And my brain doesn't want because it's in Gemini. And it just wants to curl up and not think and kind of go back over things. 
And think of all the zany things. Gemini's funny. Gemini's pretty hilarious. They're the wittiest ones. They make jokes really fast. They have lightning speed humor. And they make great comedians. And they make good stand-up people. And they're quick with a word and quick with ideas. And they're, they're very just effete and smart. And they, so they are, they are like, this could be really some really hilarious things. And I've already started having hilarious things happen. So hilarious things. And also, you know, Mars and Gemini retrograde, we can get really irritated. What's, you know what I thought of? I thought of the, what's the most irritating advertising jingle you can think of? That could be Mars retrograde and Gemini. <laughs> Eight months of Mars and Gemini, seven months of Mars and Gemini with that advertising jingle playing in your head. You know, I have like a radio that plays in my head. It's been this way my whole life. And sometimes, you know, there are songs from TV or music from the radio that you can't get out of your head. And there are certain things sometimes that are just like, oh my God, will this song please get out of my head? <laughs> please. And, and I think of Mars in... Gemini retrograde like that. Like, what's the most irritating advertising jingle you can think of? Okay, the Meow Mix commercial. <laughs> it's not in Leo, though, right? The Meow Mix commercial. Because um, it's like it's like a song virus. We used to call it a song virus. It's like it couldn't, it doesn't leave. It just stays with you. So that could be something, you know, there's can be some very witty, hilarious things that go on and wordy things, wordy things. Um, you might feel like playing a whole lot of Scrabble right now, <laughs> you know, um, but this is, it's a very interesting, interesting time for um, Mars going into Gemini. It's about thinking before you speak. It's thinking before you act. It's not acting before you had time to think about something, although impulses are very quick with Mars and Gemini. Now, the downside of it is you say something you want to take back. You say something you regret later. And that's another thing that can potentially be um, pointy and sharp during this Mars in Gemini retrograde. You know, it's not going to be retrograde for a while, not till October 30th. So we have some time to get our act together and get familiar with this, right? Um, it's something where you want to really be thoughtful because Mars and Gemini can talk and say something and then realize later, wow, that was really, that was really not nice of me to say. You know, I was a bit abrupt there and I, I really need to apologize and Sometimes Mars doesn't like to apologize, but in Gemini, it'll go far. If you do, the words will mean something. Words really do. And this is about actions and it's about words. And do actions speak louder than words? Sometimes, you know, you have to have the action and the word at the same time. So we take it down to that place of, of you know, of what's Mars? Well, it's action and it's confidence and it's a self-assertion and it's, sometimes a warrior and mercury you know mercury rules gemini so what is gemini about it's it's about we're we're in mercury's realm here you know it's thoughts and writing and speaking and this isn't necessarily about feeling but it's probably important 
you know, Mars is going to make us feel something because it's passionate and it's impulsive. And we have to think about what we are feeling we're, when we're getting hot under the collar and when we're passionate about something. And what are you passionate about in your everyday life? Because Gemini is the everyday experience. Like it's, you know, Gemini is the book you read on your commute to work, right? On your, if you're on the train, if you have a train ride to work or something, a bus ride, that's Mars and Gemini. It's like Gemini is about that. Think about like, you know, the act of commuting. What is that about? And, you know, if you have to drive your car to work and it's a commute every day by car, do be careful driving. You know, it's, it's a lot. Don't be impulsive in your driving. Maybe you find, a, maybe they, you know, this is, this is a good one. So you, you have a typical path that you drive to work every day, every day driving, Gemini, and they're doing construction on the road and you have to take an alternate route. That's Mars retrograde in Gemini, <laughs> right? So what's the alternate route through your brain, through the pathways, the neural pathways that you are pruning? Are you pruning neural pathways and creating new neural pathways? Wow. New neural pathways are really important as opposed to repeating the same neural pathways. I sound like Dr. Joe Dispenza now, but that, that's where you go. You start reading him and that's what you, how you start thinking of these things. Our neural pathways, Mars and Gemini, very interesting. So this is, this is an important thing. We're going to talk about it for a long time. And I invite you, you know, if you want to talk to me about it or if you have a question about Mars and Gemini, you know, certainly write to me, info at thegoldenastrologer.com or deb at debmcbride.com or on Instagram, you can comment. In the meantime, what else is happening this week? Well, since the sun is going into Virgo, it's early in a mutable sign, and that means it's going to square Mars and Gemini on Saturday the 27th at 12.34 a.m. Eastern time, which will be 10.34 my time on Friday night. And um, actually, I'm sorry, 1.27 Mars is going to get a square from the sun. That's that, that other square, that's Venus and Uranus. So Venus and Uranus and sun and Mars are going to be squaring each other just about the same time, Friday night, Saturday morning. Okay. So if you have to just take some extra chamomile tea before you go to bed that night, because it might be a restless night, Friday night. Okay. And just be aware of your energy this week when Uranus is turning direction because that's another one that's a little off-center. So we've got that going on. We've got Venus squaring Uranus, which is, you know, relationships and money and surprises in relationships. Maybe somebody will come out of the blue and, when, and it doesn't have to be a personal intimate one. It could be a friendship. One of your friendships, somebody calls you up and says, hey, let's get together. We haven't seen each other in a while. And this is, you know, this is important. So... We, we are looking at a, a Venus square Uranus, and that's very excitable energy, and it could be a lot of fun. You might have a lot of fun on Friday night, Saturday morning, you know, if you go out, whatever. Um, next Sunday, we're going to get into Venus opposing Saturn, which it does once a year. So Venus will be in Leo, which she's in Leo, and she's getting, you know, and now Venus is doing something similar. Remember, Mars conjunct Uranus 
and it was squaring Saturn. So it ha we had that time a couple weeks ago where it went from one planet to the other. Venus is doing the same thing, except Venus is not in Taurus. Venus is in Leo. So Venus did this. Venus did that back when it was in Taurus, but now it's it's in Leo, and it's having a different dynamic with Uranus than to Saturn. So planets that get involved in the fixed signs do have a touch with Uranus and then a touch with Saturn after that. So there's the expansion, there's the... Um, brilliance, genius, and then there's the, okay, I'm going to take this and make a practical use of it with Saturn. Now, these are hard aspects. These are not smooth flowing aspects when Venus is in Leo or the moon goes into Leo or something. We're, we're having speaking to Uranus and speaking to Saturn. This little path here is about, like, it's almost like expansion and contraction because Uranus is asking us to think big and open the doors and open our minds and open our consciousness. And Saturn is saying, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> On the other hand, open your consciousness and use Saturn to be concrete and bring that information to a tangible way. Don't use Venus in this way to self-flagellate, okay? Use it in a creative process. Venus is Leo. Okay, she's very social in Leo. She's flashy in Leo, but that's okay. She, you know, be a little flashy in your creative dynamic. Get wild about it. Experiment. That's what Uranus wants. And then settle on something, you know. Experiment with your creativity. Go far out and then come back in and say, okay, this is where I can make this work for me practically. You know, the creativity, this is where we're, we're sort of, it, we're setting the mold. And that's Saturn. Okay, so those are things that we want to pay attention to later in the week, at the end of the week. But in the meantime, the big important stuff is that Mercury is very busy. Mercury's talking to Neptune, then talking to Pluto, then leaving all that, going into Libra. And then Uranus is making a station retrograde, so this is excitement. And Mars is trucking along in Gemini, just as we expected to. So... It's going to be an interesting ride this week. This is a little bit different. Last week, I really felt things calm down. Thank heavens. It really, from the two weeks prior with all that Mars and Uranus and, and to Saturn and that full moon, oh, that full moon was intense, wasn't it? Um, so, you know, one of the other things we're doing is next Saturday, we're having the new moon in Virgo and it's only four degrees Virgo. So, you know, as the sun goes into Virgo, we're getting into like the moon and the sun together in Virgo and that will be Saturday and Saturday is that um, it's really actually a very nice you know that's a good that's a good thing 4 17 a.m. Eastern time so Saturday so there's going to be a lot of energy between Friday night and Saturday drink some extra chamomile tea again <laughs> because we're we've got a lot of energy happening Friday night into Saturday new moons even if it's in Virgo it's still Mercury right so Mercury is going to rule the new moon the sun and the moon and be ruling Mars Mercury's busy this week this is a lot of about communication talking thinking speaking writing hopefully we can all get something accomplished this week and so Let's stick with, you know, speaking, thinking, thinking before we speak and being aware of our thoughts and conscious of our thoughts. Wow, a lot. But this is not as, I think, as intense as all of that two weeks ago, 
three weeks ago. This is, you know, we move, we, I'm glad we had this past week where things like mellowed out, got smoother, and we can sort of sit and pay attention and listen a little more and just calm down. And right now it's about calming down and listening and thinking and writing and speaking. So Mercury's, Mercury's the order of the week. We, we have a lot going on with Mercury planets being ruled by Mercury and Mercury really having a lot to do with what's going on in the heavens right now. So pay attention. And like I said, questions, reach out to me. Um, I'm at thegoldenastrologer.com. My Instagram is thegoldenastrologer. I'm here every week on this podcast. And I also have a few things going on. So, you know, thegoldenastrologer.com is the website where you can go book online. But I also have a Reiki sale going on where you can now, until the end of the month, August 31st, get 50% off Reiki sessions. You can book one session. You can book three sessions. You can book as many sessions as you want. Buy, buy them all now at half price and then save them for later use them whenever you want. And this is not just some, like when I do this Reiki with people, we are going into the fifth dimension. It is intense. It's deep. It's powerful. It shifts things. It moves things. This is not something where you're just doing a nice, light, gentle session. This is why, you know, I want to bring this to people's attention and offer a discount because you receive this Reiki and powerful things happen. We see things, we know things, we embrace new things, very powerful. So I invite you, I invite you to have the session and come book half price this month until the end of the month. Thank you for listening. Beautiful week to all of you. I'll see you on the Instagram and gratitude for listening. Have a beautiful week.